Today's topic is on the subject of why is church discipline ignored? Put simply, church discipline is ignored unless it's both horrific and public. Consider how long it took the Catholic Church in regards to child pornography and abuse and the Southern Baptists as far as pastoral predators to admit the rot that had taken place in their leadership for so many years. The Presbyterian PCA Church, though not as public, has had its own pastoral accountability issues. And then there are the congregants. How many churches have a formal, proactive church discipline policy that's spiritually or scripturally based? How many pastors proactively ask deacons, Sunday school teachers, and much less members to sign a church covenant that clearly lays out the cause for initiation of a formal disciplinary policy? How many prospective members receive more than a cursory reading of the church statement of faith, if in fact the church even has one, as well as written expectations on tithing both time-wise and financial during a new members class? How many congregants are asked detailed questions aimed not only at Luke 10.27 in terms of salvation, but also in terms of James 2.14 in terms of works within the church? When was the last time you heard a sermon on Matthew 18 that was directed internally, including, quote-unquote, tell it to the church publicly? Matthew 18, 15 through 17, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault. Between you and him alone, if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. So are we so quick to judge others outside the church? The proverbial speck is so much easier and safer to point out than the plank in our collective church eye, a reference to Matthew 7, 3 through 5. Scripture is much clearer on the subject than oftentimes our churches are. 1 Corinthians 5, 12 through 13, For what I have, I do with judging others. It is not those inside the church whom you are to judge. God judges those outside. Purge the evil person from within you and among you. Titus 3.10, As for a person who stirs up division, after warning him once and then twice, have nothing to do with him. So a bit of history on church discipline. Church discipline was, believe it or not, common until the 20th century. The average Baptist church, unbelievable, excommunicated 2% of its members per year. A focus on marketing the church pushed discipline out of the picture, with few in the pulpit or the pew complaining. So why no church discipline? I can give you a few reasons. First, pastors are afraid that they will split the church and they can't afford to do that. Many churches are still recovering from the loss of attendees during the pandemic. Second, church leaders see the plank in their eye and don't want folks pointing fingers. This is especially true of the secular world bludgeoning holier-than-thou Christian leaders for their views on abortion and same-sex marriages, to name just a few flashpoints. Third, 
the church never instituted a church discipline when members first joined, and it's too challenging to institute it after the fact. If required each member to sign off, how many would ultimately slip out the door? Fourth, church staff are overwhelmed with the rest of their responsibilities and non-paid leaders willing to take on church discipline as volunteers are rare and likely those who do volunteer will be overly legalistic in their approach to church discipline. Fifth, church leaders do that do get involved in accountability when forced to, but do so behind the scenes, so most congregants don't realize it's even going on. And it's only when a leader is the one who needs to be disciplined that some form of the truth typically oozes out publicly over time. So why should there be church discipline? The basis of church discipline is no different than Christian-to-Christian discipline. The intent is not to harm, but to mend both the church and the individual. It's called accountability. First Corinthians, rather, 2 Corinthians 2, 5-8. Now, if anyone has caused pain, he has caused it not to me, but in some measure not to be put it too severely to all of you. For such a one, this punishment by the majority is enough, so you should rather turn to forgive and comfort him, or he may be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. So I beg you to reaffirm your love for him. Galatians 6.1 Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourselves, lest you too be tempted. Hebrews 12.6 For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. Of course, the extreme of excommunication should only be employed when behavior is unrepentant, public, and serious. The process of church discipline should be clear in writing and formally agreed upon at the point of membership. The primary objective should always be lovingly restorative, not presumptively fatal. However, as God grows us through the process of sanctification and promises he will never forsake us, he does not promise absolution for the unrepentant. 1 Corinthians 5.5 You are to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Pastors are called to, quote, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. 2 Timothy 4.2 Is the Bible suggesting this end with a sermon or extend to real action? James 5.19-20 My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings him back, a sinner from his wandering, will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. 
If as a church we do not proactively offer accountability in some form to our leaders and our congregants, we are doomed to erode our biblical Christian worldview and to repeat what I mentioned in the beginning of this short uh, article, which is what happened to the Southern Baptists and what happened to uh, the Catholic denomination. God bless you as you serve him today.